Welcome, dirty peasants, to episode 21 of the Wartwood Gazette podcast. This week we'll be covering Amphibia Season 1, Episode 12, Civil War and Hot Popular. I'm your host, Thimbaticon, and joining me today, we have Nick. Hello. Alright, so, no news this week, other than a little bit of a Funko Pop fiasco speculation rumor thing. <laughs> yeah, I have, yeah, I have no clue what's going on with that. Like, like, maybe it could be a similar situation to the whole Disney Plus thing of Dana, because, like, I just remember her saying, oh, yeah, this hasn't been confirmed. But then 30 minutes later, we find out, she, she finds out that, oh, actually, this is a thing that's happening. So, like, who knows? Who knows? I'm not the biggest fan of Funko Pops myself, but, like, if this, if this does actually turn out to be a real thing, then I guess at least one person. <laughs> well, not, not one person. <laughs> at least there'll be people happy about it. At least there'll be people happy about it. Damn, like, I didn't know that was your... your... I didn't know the demographic was that small. <laughs> like, at least there will be some people happy about it. I'm not the biggest fan, but like there will be people happy about this. So at least they're getting that. <laughs> I didn't mean to insult Funko Pop fans or whatever. Oh man, um, I just hope like I'd rather have something than nothing. But like you, you saw like gargoyles have like I, I forgot the name of the the company Neca. They had those like action figures for gargoyles, and they look so cool. Like, yeah. why can we, like, why can we get that for at least like, like half of that for Amphibia, please? Like, like, yeah, like, what happened here? Like, like back in the man, back in the day, you could get like an Omnitrix. Not like now, what can I get for Amphibia? Like, there's literally nothing. Like, where's my, where's my Calamity box? Where's my, where's Marcy's journal? Like, I'm, I'm like wondering where these things are, but. I don't know. I guess they just don't make toys anymore. Like, I don't know. Yo, Wait. like, I remember for Ben 10, they would sell, like, a... Remember that, that the dog alien, Wild, I think Wild Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, so yeah I remember there was, like, a there was a door... I saw a commercial for, like, it was, like, a door alarm where it's, like, you just wrap his arms around the door and... <laughs> oh! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know exactly what you're talking... Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Like, we had that, but we can't get... We can't get dude. Calamity Box. Oh, yeah, dude, but dude, shit. PC Citizen, get on. I guess we're good for people. Okay. Oh, yeah, but like, shoot. I don't even know. I'm hoping maybe in the future we get something good here, but like, just for, honestly, just for now, I'm, I'm keeping my, like, I'm keeping my hopes just neutral here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want, because things just don't. They don't sound too promising right now. Just, just what's going on with Disney right now and how they're, how they're just being conservative about how they spend money. It, it, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it, just doesn't, it just doesn't seem like a very hope, you know, hopeful uh, situation right now. Yeah, but it's like... I think there's a, I think Mystery of Gravity Falls, that that's like a, I guess a company or just an account that like gets permission or, like, a license to, like, make merchandise. I mean, I'm guessing, like, from that, from for just that guy specifically, he's probably more focused on the Owl House merchandise, but, like, maybe it's possible? I, d I don't know. 
Yeah, maybe. <sighs> I guess we should probably like oh, yeah, go on to the, the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I guess we'll start off with uh, Civil War. So Civil War was written by G- uh, Geneva Mai. A uh, storyboard by Drew Applegate and Cheyenne Curtis, and directed by Derek Kirk Kim, and animation by Cyram Animation. So the episode starts off with the planners uh, heading heading over, I think, to the middle of town for theater night. So we get this little argument between uh, Sprig and Polly fighting for a seat. Then Hop Pop forces Sprig to give it to Polly. Uh, and then, like, Spray just bring, brings up the uh, the challenges of being, like, the older child and giving everything up for the younger one. And then Anne is too busy being an only kid, only child to uh, empathize with Sprig. <laughs> so, the, uh, so Totsil gives, like, this announcement that the, uh, the theater, the theater troupe that usually comes to, for theater night got eaten along the way, so movie night would theater night would be canceled but then Anne decides to uh save the day with uh, a movie on her phone so they grab some giant magnifying glass and then they play the f- they play like this romantic this young adult movie called love choice where it has this, like girl forced to choose between like some kind of centaur dude named Alistair or some like robot not robots, sorry, cyborg name hunter. <laughs> so then the episode, like that episode ends on a cliffhanger. Then everyone in Wartwood is like dying to know what who she chose. Then Sprig and Polly, uh, they start like they have like their argument of who they think, uh, Constance, that's the name of the like the girl in that movie, would choose. So then Polly. Uh, is on Team Hunter, and uh, eventually a portion of the town sides with her, and then Sprig's on Team Alistair, and then probably the other half of the town uh, sides with her, sides with him. Uh, Hop-Up thinks... Well, Hop-Up tries to, con- con- Hop-Up tries to convince Sprig to back down, but uh, Sprig has had enough. This, uh... This, uh... This shipping war has, a uh, the shipping port, the shipping war was like the catalyst for Sprig's anger, or his. This is his outlet. So then, Anne thinks that Anne Hop Up think uh, cooler heads will prevail the next day, but they don't. And then the town is split along the middle, and uh, chaos ensues. So Anne tries to talk to Sprig. Hop Up tries to talk to Polly. Uh, we get the scene with Anne and Sprig, and Sprig is uh, not budging. Neither is Polly, so then Hop Hop and Anne uh, come up with a plan to try and get them together by grabbing each side's flags and bring it to the center. So like they manage to succeed they, they manage to do that. And then eventually like the town like meets up in the center, it's war, you start throwing like fruits and vegetables, I think mostly fruits at each other. Like there's like a chase, and then eventually uh Polly is cornered, but then eventually uh, Sprig, uh, I guess, like feels bad and like recalls like the early the moment earlier on where Hop Hop mentions that like 
Sprig, since Sprig's the older one, like he should be like taking care of Polly. So then Sprig like jumps into the line of fire and takes all the takes the blow. And then he gives like that like oh that over the top tearful speech about taking care of Polly. And then it's like this really like over the top emotional moment. And then eventually Sprig just like snaps out of it. And then him and Polly just like pretty much end the whole uh, shipping war. <laughs> and then the towns would basically just go back to normal immediately. And then like Anne is just caught off by caught off guard by all of this, and then Hop Up just explains this is the way what would operate. <laughs> and then the next movie night, uh Sprig and Polly uh have like made amends and they're sharing a seat together. And uh the episode ends with uh and playing like another movie and then she tries to give some like context but then like just everyone like pretty much boos her to start the film and yeah that's the end of uh civil war so uh <laughs> i thought this episode the plot was really simple between like it's the sibling rivalry i guess between uh polly and sprig but what i really liked was that how the show like fully committed to the uh, to the shipping war and just like doubled down on it and all the references so, to the point where it just it felt natural given given the behavior we've seen from uh, this town so yeah like all the jokes were hilarious and it was just fun to see like uh Ann and hop hop like do a little team up so yeah it was just really I, I think Polly. I wish Polly got a little bit more screen time, but I think because of the eleven minute, the eleven minute runtime, they they had to cut something out. So it didn't really feel like the conflict was definitely Polly versus Sprig, but there wasn't really uh, too much of a focus on like either of the kids, which I think works in this favor favor because we've kind of seen this plot played out a lot. So it was nice. So I guess focusing on just like the comedy, I think helped make this episode more entertaining. But uh, Nick, what were your thoughts on this segment? Well, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. That was like a really funny one. Uh, like it was like a really nice social commentary and like shipping culture and just like how fucked up it can get real quick. But like, yeah, but God, I'm just realizing now, but this episode was like a lot of things like just, Based off how you summarized and what you just said, like we had like this. I guess we had like a nice development for like Polly and Sprigs, you know, relationship with siblings. And we also had this huge social, like yeah. Then we also just had this huge episode about shipping culture, and then like also something else I noticed that this was like also I guess I, I feel like you can say this was also Anne's first time getting to be an active member of like the whole town. Like she actually got to be their entertainer. Um, what was it like? It was like, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say two nights, yeah. Two nights in a row, she got to be the one who actually provided them entertainment for them to enjoy. Like, she's, like, you can, yeah, she's actually part of this town now. Yeah, she's, like, becoming, like, part of the community and, like, participating more in the events. So, I'm not sure if, PC, uh, PC, if you're able to come on, would you like to give your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys have mostly summed up what I was going to say. 
it, it it was it was a segment that isn't mainly just a fun segment. Um, like it was definitely a comedy first segment, but but Nick Nick is very right that it does feel like a major milestone in Anne becoming a, a more permanent and integrated member of Wartwood. For sure, yeah. Like it wasn't that long ago where Anne was pretty much like the like the town freak and everyone was like afraid to even approach her. I think that was back in like Breakout Star. Yeah. It was it was just something else seeing Anne actually able to talk to Croker and uh Wally about them like calling her a freak or anything. Like the fact she was actually able to hold conversations with them was just like a really nice touch. Yeah, uh, I think um, I think to a lesser extent, it also just sh- helps drive home how Wartwood as a community will galvanize and work together, even if it's against each other. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> like, it's, it's just funny, though, how they all just got together. To, I don't know, they... No, no, no. I, I guess, like, the weirdest thing was just how Toadstool himself shows his side. Like, what, 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 what side was he on? Like, was he on, like, Polly's or Sprig's side? Like, even, um, like... I believe him... I can't remember if him and Toady were on opposite sides of the shipping war. I they remember were. that Toady... They, they were? Yep. So, yeah, Toadstool was on team uh, Alistair. Him and Maggie, yeah. him and Maddie, like dragged Anne away. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and then <laughs> the Toady was on Hunter, and the only reason I remember Toady was on Hunter is because he shouts for Hunter oh. uh, while falling <laughs> off the flagpole. While falling off the flagpole. But wow, I mean, I, I guess you can sort of say that this just shows how integrated like Toads was with the town, because even like the political structure of the town breaks down over shipping, like like. You think you, you, you like you think Toadstool was just a leech off this town, but he's but he's so integrated into it at this point that like he's willing to give up his position in office just to defend his favorite ship. <laughs> well, I mean that's part of it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, I think uh, him becoming more integrated in the town definitely becomes much more of a prominent arc. Uh, Towards the later half of season one, but th- there are there are hints of it here for sure. Yeah, I just it's just nice to look back and like I feel like even so may- maybe it's not like not completely intentional. I feel like it's still like nice to look back and maybe just think, hey, I mean there are these subtle nods towards season two and later on in the story. Like I don't know, I, I just it- it's what really makes me appreciate just like looking back in season one like this. I mean, yeah. it's nice to see season, how- season one laid a lot of ground. That yeah. is just much easier to appreciate looking back on it. Definitely. For sure. I liked how Hop Up had like no problems, uh, just like kicking Toady oh, off from like yes. who knows how high <laughs> that post was. <laughs> like you just see like Toady like plummeting, like down, <laughs> and then like Hop Up's yeah. like, yeah, he'll be fine. Just like parachutes <laughs> away. <laughs> No, he took a beating in these two episodes. Like, like I don't even know. I, I, I guess it's sad, but it's also funny just how many times this little what is he like? Yeah, this little toad gets beaten up in the show. God, 
Like, yeah. sometimes, even though Toadie is, like, a toad, like, I still think he's, like, a frog, just because, like, he's not like the other toads we've seen. Yeah, he's so small. Is, like... is, is Toadie a toad? Like... <laughs> is he? I have like, no like, idea. Like, the thing is, in, in Amphibia, frogs have their eyes on the front of their faces, and toads have their eyes on the top of their heads. Oh, like, that's that, true. Like that is that is like how that is how they were drawn differently. Oh, wow! I never noticed that. Wow. Oh, uh, I so I, but Toadie's eyes are just so goddamn big. It's hard to. I think Toadie might be a frog, but he also. I honestly don't know. Yeah, who knows? I mean, his his feet look like. Like, his feet look like... He looks like a townsfolk. Like, we're all frogs. That's what throws me off. But he's named Toadie. Like... Yeah, I, well, that's I, just yeah. a name. That's just a name. Wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Toad still changed his name to Toad. Like, <laughs> he would do that, wouldn't he? Wouldn't, wouldn't he have his name legally changed to Toadie or something? I feel like he would do that. Or also, he could just have been named Toadie. I don't... <laughs> I don't even I, know. I, 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 I'm not sure... I don't think it actually matters that much either way. Maybe he changed his name to Toadie just to uh just so he wouldn't be uh, discriminated for uh certain roles in this culture. What Ooh. discriminated uh as, as the assistant? I you never like, know. I feel like if you're <laughs> going to change your name to pretend to be a toad, you would be more that would be for a higher station than to be assistant to the mayor. That's true. I mean, I, don't even, I mean, that's maybe this is a question for the next possible like ask me anything or so. Like you know, what I mean, if Matt ever is open to ask, over, yeah, if he's ever open to um, answering more questions, Matthew like, this is a good one. Braley, is Toady a toad? <laughs> These are serious I'm calling questions. Calling you out. Dude, I'm calling you out, Matt. I'm wasting my. A- I, I'm not wasting my AMA. I'm spending my AMA question on this. But- is Toady a toad? The world needs to know. We got it now. We gotta get that message out there <laughs> to I'm Twitter. Calling you out, Matthew. <laughs> I'm calling you out. But like other like like so many jokes that, like in this episode land like uh just that random joke of like the glass guy just bringing in his glass oh, and leaving yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't he, yeah, he had like a brick in his hand. Then he then he threw it into the, the brick stores. No, this is that, that's a different guy. But yeah, like even even that joke later too. He's like he throws a brick in the brick store and then just grabs a bunch of more bricks. A bunch of bricks. Like yeah, dude. Oh. Honestly, there 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 is just a lot of good jokes in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that one dude's like, oh yeah, I forgot I lived on the other side, and then like they all just like yeah, they, they all, all just rush him. Oh, actually, I think that joke might be the first reference that we've seen in the show to frogs using their tongues as weapons. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't think we've seen it before then. No, it doesn't actually matter. That's, that's not like a big realization. I just think, yeah. I just think that's the first time it happened. Yeah, I think that's probably what made it so funny because we just saw like the, for the first time, like this guy's getting like 
Yeah, he's just getting like, annihilated by all. <laughs> and also, like the whole like, like and and does that thing that a lot of people do, that sometimes I do as well. It's where I try to like give like backstory. Oh, like I try to, I try to like not recap. I you try to describe the movie or show before like you start actually watching it, and then like Mrs. Yes. Croker just like just like tells Anne to shut up immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, I've, I've definitely done that before. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to shut up and let people watch the watch yeah. the thing. I don't even but, but yeah. Oh yeah. Something else I noticed that like. Yeah, she. I guess her hatred for plays was shown even back. Yeah, it was shown even back here. But she says it's like, what would you say? Like, she said, like, she described movies as plays, but better. Like, she yes. was still dis. Yeah, she was still dissing plays even, even like, even back here. And, and's uncultured. She'll, she'll grow old. She'll grow up <laughs> one day. Uh, she has like, she has to get through that trauma. Like, what even was the play like? Like the tooth play in like season two. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was it. That was it. Tooth play. Yeah. And uh Nick, I know you brought this up in the chat earlier today, but it's like that moment in the in the in the movie they're watching where Ooh, they mention yeah. three yeah, in the not so distant future, three grounded yet supernatural teens must nav- navigate their feelings if they hope to survive. And yeah. I know you brought up like yeah, the girls. <laughs> I know it's it's like it's like I can't tell whether or not they're like that. Just it's just knowing what we know now. That one line, it's just you know, it just gets to you. It's like shoot, did they mean? Did they mean are, to are, the are, are are the girls supernatural? I I mean, I, and I mean, getting like flaming blue blue powers and. Anne is, uh, Ann is arguably supernatural. I guess, like, maybe in comparison to this world, because, like, they've never really seen humans before, so, like, I don't know, but, like, I still think the idea that, like, three, it's, like, three people, yeah, three teenagers working for their feelings go survive, I feel like, it's just that, it's just... There's something the, there. Yeah. There's something there. Yeah, it's just, like, looking back at this through, like, a season two perspective, it, it's just, like, Wow, you know, it's one of those little things that just make me love season one even more. Like, I feel the urge just to, like, blast the Infinity Train theme (laughs) when I hear that line, too. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. But, uh... We... (laughs) And, like, the writers really just, like, ham up the, uh, like, that young adult movie itself with like the robotic ad abs and uh oh um actually sprig mentions like that alistair is like a thinker and a dreamer and that kind of reminded me back in uh in family shrub where sprig like asks hop hop like almost the same thing where he asks about the family like oh where are the dreamers and the thinkers (laughs) oh yeah he does say that Yeah, I can see that. I can see Spray being into those people, yeah. And then, like, yeah, even the... And then Hop-Hop, like, yeah, there's so many good one-liners. Like, Hop-Hop's, like, asking about, like, 
Anne brings up the internet board, and then Hop Hop's like so like so naive about like asking about if things were resolved peacefully. Yeah, that was. I just can't wait to see them get on the internet when they're back in the human world. Like, I just cannot wait to see. It. Just please, I, I need that one scene. Just just to let them see what the internet's like. I mean, I'm. Sh- I mean, look, I'm sure there's going to be a the planters discover the internet episode. Yeah, definitely. Like even just Anne calling someone or video calling someone is going to like make the planters freak out. That they have like these like tiny boxes that can like just send all this information. I mean, I don't know. I think. I mean, they've already got videos and pictures from Anne's phone. I don't think it'll be that big of a of a mind blow. I guess the only thing may be phone calls, but I think Ivy's mom had some kind oh, of like bug yeah. that's like that yeah, they same, had the some kind of bug that did something similar. Yeah, the weird like bee thing, right? Yeah, I was like Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. <gasps> like I can imagine like a scenario where like hop up like like, one of the kids, like, they find out something, and they want to rush back to, like, tell Anne something, but then they just realize they can call her. <laughs> I don't know, it'd be nice. It, like, I remember someone mentioning that, actually, maybe I'm getting too off-topic. We'll, <laughs> we'll get back to the episode, but we had, like, Anne become, like, a ninja, which I'm not sure, I think she just did that for herself, because, like, Sprig immediately recognized her. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, what was even the point of her covering up like that, actually? No, but it was pretty cool, though. Like, she was... She was... I don't even know, like... She wasn't... Yeah, she was jumping from, like, roof to roof <laughs> trying to get to the flag. Like, I didn't... I don't even know. I, I don't even know, like, what did Annie would start becoming that acrobatic? Yeah, like she just started like parkouring on like all the on all the buildings, and then she somehow reached the top. That's crazy. And then, like it just cuts to Hop Hop, just like casually like like shimmying up the pole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, like you said before, it, it, it is pretty nice to see these two working together. Actually. Yeah. yeah, like we get like we spend quite a bit of time on them, like trying to bring the, the kids together again. So, yeah, that just makes, because that just makes me think that, like, how many times have we gotten, like, a sort of pop pop and in team up? Because I think, yeah, I think, like, one of these, whenever these, usually whenever these two team up, it's always to, like, you know, make sure that, like, the younger members of the family are doing okay, like, you know, after the rain and, um, I mean, after the rain, is, it's, it's the only one that comes to mind right now for me. I'm just trying to think, like, like we have every time, every time there's a Hop Hop Polly, not Hop Hop Polly. Every time there's a Sprig and Polly episode, like Hop Hop and and tend to be doing oh, their own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always, like Quarrelers, yeah. Quarrelers Pass and uh, Night Drivers. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. You always, yeah, yeah. Because like they, I just love the fact that they always like, you know, they they always like build up the fact that yeah, these are like the two older members of the group. They're they want to they you know they're going to be a hand of the responsibilities. So like. They got to make sure these two are doing a count. I, I sort of like that, you know. It it really does make them feel like a family at this point. Like just the fact that like Anne, she's taking up her role as like their older sister and helping Hop Hop, their elder figure. 
you know, handle this whole conflict. Yeah, and then eventually, like, Sprig, like, gets the same, like, idea near the end as well. Yeah. And, uh, I'm just surprised that, like, all the artillery that Wartwood had, like, Toastal had, like, a mortar, and then, like, t- this random guy had, like, a Gatling gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I didn't know. It, that, that's, it just, like... Just thinking back at all this, it just makes me laugh now. Just just looking back at all this stuff they have. Her. I don't know, but yeah, it, I, even so, the scene where Sprague jumps in to save Polly, even so that ended up being a joke. It's so like oddly emotional in a way. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like like I still fell for that scene so in, in some way because he's he's standing up for his. I mean, well, he's not standing up for his sister, but he's like, you know, I guess finally admitting that in some way he was at fault. Like, like I, I know, like the message of this episode is going to be like I've seen people really disagree with the idea that you know older older siblings should be like selfless towards their younger siblings. But I, I just, I just feel like that's like a message I have to agree with. And I, I don't know. I feel like this is just like a this is something I had to learn when I was younger because even so, yeah, it's annoying, it's unfair that like your younger sibling is getting away with this one thing. It's still like you know they're like much much younger than you, and you still have to watch out for them no matter what. Like, no, no matter how much it annoys you, like, you're still stuck with them, so, like, you gotta make sure things are okay. Yeah, then, like, immediately, like, I think Polly, like, like, understood Sprig near the end, and she, like, tells yeah. him that he's a good brother. That was a cute moment. Yeah, that was a, Yeah, then Hopper... Yeah, then Hopper... Yeah, like, yeah, he's, like, like, yeah, he's, like, move over. Like... Well, I, right. I, I, I do think it's important to note that staying with your family no matter what is a pretty common theme throughout the show. That's yeah, yeah that's especially in, yeah, even Breakout Star. Breakout Star had it right, like even if your family. Well, in, for, in, in Breakout yeah. Star, in Breakout Star, Pop Pop spelled it out pretty explicitly. Yeah, but even. Even outside of that, sticking with your family or your loved ones is very much a core theme of season one and kind of through season... It's, it's carried through season two as well, too. And it's going to carry over for season three, of course. Like, Yeah, definitely. Uh, especially if, like... Even bigger. Yeah, and even in season two, it's like the, the road to Utopia, it's like the, the planner gang was like all to, they were just together. Yeah, every single episode. Exactly. Yeah, like there's no way. Like, of course, there are like instances where you write, like you have to have them do other things at the time, depending on who the focus was. But since they were all on that trip together, like there's a priority of like having everyone stick together. Okay. Now I just like to feel nostalgic to think about season two A. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. And then I think we've covered most of the episode other than like the next movie that Anne's playing is called like My Dinner with Anders. And like I remember oh, a lot of yeah, us told me. kept yeah. we kept speculating that like, oh, maybe this is like foreshadowing for season two, like because when Matt released those uh those uh season two B episode titles, like and we had like a few months to speculate, it's like we all like latched on to the uh the My Dinner with Anders. Uh, 
screenshot for like for the dinner speculation. And we all thought like Andreas would be like we we'd all be back in like Newtopia at the time, but then eventually like we find out like it was in Wartwood with Sasha and Grime. Yeah, Man, I remember like, there just, was, like, there yeah. was a lot of that. So I think I guess Nick, any any final thoughts for this episode? I mean, not really. I mean, I think looking back, like, this I feel like this this is definitely one of those episodes I didn't appreciate enough when I saw it for the first time. Like it like going through season one like this has definitely like raised my opinion for a lot of the episodes. And I just think Civil War is definitely one of them. Like before, I was sort of met, not, not mad. I was just sort of like neutral on it. But now, I'm like, yeah, this is a really good episode. See, I mean, that's all I got to say about it. How about you, PC? Any any final thoughts? Um, honestly, not really. This is a very fun episode that lays out some cool character dynamics and and does further reinforce the theme of family. But there's not like anything super crazy to say about it. It's just a kind of a it's just kind of a fun episode. Yeah, that was the same feeling for me. Like even before re like before and after rewatching this episode, like I still came out of it thinking like it, it, it's a light episode, but it was still like a lot of fun and hilarious. And I still remember all of like the I guess the meta commentary and like how much like. This usually Amphibia does like have the occasional meta joke, but like here it's like they fully like committed to it, and even they have that joke about like some guy naming his like kid, his like newborn like oh, Alistair. Alistair. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny one. That kind of remind me of like I think the the dragon lady from like Dra Game of Thrones. <laughs> how like a lot of people named their kid after that. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> oh man but like that aside yeah it was just, it was a fun episode our first like sprig and polly i wouldn't say spotlight it was just like it, it didn't focus on them too much so i'm kind of glad like the comedy was able to hold the segment up so i guess we can move on to to hot popular so Hot Popular was written by Adam Colas, storyboard by Catherine Maruzic and Kyler Spears, and directed by Derek Kirk Kim, and animation by Cyram Animation. So the episode starts off with uh, the kids coming back from the market, and they, they bring up that they're they're running out of money, <laughs> and Hop Hop still... Uh, Recovering from the loss of his uh of the planner stand from the farmers market, so then the kids bring up that one of the supermarkets like the Grub and Go is hiring is hiring, and then like Hop Hop's not too enthusiastic about it. Eventually, like the kids drag him off the couch, and like it, it immediately cuts like Hop Hop leaving the I'm guessing the interview, and you hear that. That typical, like, don't call us, we'll call you. <laughs> and then Hop Hop notices, like, a crowd forming in the town square, as, as always. And it's, like, it's for, it's, 
it's for the like the election for mayor. So then, like Toadstool gives his little like uh this the typical politician speech and then runs off. And then like Hop Hop brings up like Hop Hop's very uh Hop Hop doesn't hold back about like the changes that Mortwood really needs. And like, he talks about the potholes, like their their houses are falling apart, and then like that school incident. So then like while he's talking, like he's just like while he's giving this like I guess a mini rant or venting, like the townsfolk coalesce around him and then they decide to nominate him for mayor. So like Hop Up has his like newfound self esteem boost and he's eager to win. And the kids are at first they're a little bit skeptical, but then they realize that if they help him win, like they can get the old Hop Hop back so they all agree and work towards electing him mayor. And then, like, we get that little comment about Anne not liking uh, politics until Polly brings up the monster fights. So then we cut to the, uh, I guess, the mayor challenges that they, the candidates have to compete in. So, like, this first one was, like, trying to tame, a, tame like, some giant beetle. And then Hop-Hop, like, is able to, like, successfully complete the task. Then we get another task where it involves, like, feeding feeding a bunch of birds, and then the third challenge was uh, getting back, getting lost, and then coming, like, finding your way back home. And then for all these challenges, Hop-Hop, like, performs, like, really well, and, like, Toadstool performs poorly. So then the night before the final, the night before the final challenge, uh, to Toadstool sends Toady as a messenger, and then like Toadstool has like a one-on-one -on -one talk with Hop Hop to throw the fight tomorrow, uh, and then Toadstool would be willing to give back uh, the planter stand at the farmers market tax-free. And then so Hop Hop is kind of on the fence about this, like because he knows like if he does throw the fight, at least like he can support the family, and it's. But then, of course, like he's, it's going up. The t the whole town is kind of like putting their hope into Hop Hop, so he has that dilemma. Then the kids support him. Like the kids agree to support him no matter what, which is nice. And then the next day, like we get we get to the fight. Hop Hop is like winning at first, and Toad still gets the other upper hand. And then eventually, Hop Hop gets motivated to to actually win the fight instead of throwing it. So then Hop Hop wins the fight, but then the next way the next day for the election, like results, we find out that like the whole valley votes for the mayor of uh Wartwood. So then even though Hop Hop won the like, the vote of the whole town, like he lost the rest of the valley. So Toastal still remains mayor. So then even though the, the kids think Hop Hop would be like kind of like would be unhappy about this, but Hop Hop's just like Hop Hop feels good for like standing up for what was right, and the episode ends with the townsfolk like being grateful for Hop Hop and giving. I I'm assuming they all pitch in somehow to, uh, allow Hop Hop to, uh, come back to the the farmers market and sell uh, produce again. So that was Hop Popular, and uh, 
of course, when we first saw this episode, we just thought, okay, it's a it's a nice hop hop episode, and like we get we get uh we were following up on the events of Planner's Last Stand where Hop Hop lost stand, of course. But I think like we all know now, like at the very end of this episode, we get a really like the the episode doesn't it's not foreshadowing, it's just Total brings up oh, like a frog winning against a toad, like that's unprecedented. That would never happen. And then eventually like we'll find out that like this this episode starts like a class war in Amphibia. <laughs> so like overall, like, I, I like this episode. It's it's a fun episode, a fun hop off episode. It just I really liked how much like how important this episode ends up being for for the next two seasons of the show. So uh, PC, what what were your thoughts on this episode? Well, um, I mean I mean, like like you said, uh, I mean, I mean, you basically like just summarized the entire episode and then talked about the implications for later in the in the season. Yeah, uh, all that happens, and um, it it very much uh, very cleverly hidden foreshadowing for the the uh, frog rebellion uh, in. Toad Valley, that would be the events of reunion. Um, it, it has a few hints at the racialized hierarchy uh, with the frog beating a toad line. Um, yeah, no, like, like I said. How about you, Nick? What, what were your thoughts on this, on this episode? I, mean, I just feel like even if we don't think about how important this episode is down the line, like I still want to say it's like one of season one's best, but I just felt like every aspect of the show was just done really well. Like, like just like the humor, the gads, I guess like you, like the foreshadowing, you could say like everything just like, no, even like, like, like say like the Lord, like I feel like every little thing they had in this episode, they, they did like extremely well with like, especially like the jokes. I felt like each one, each one, like completely ended for me. Like the fact like they were so good, they were so good to me. Like I had to write, like I just had to write some of them down. Like, I, like I'm, yeah, no, no. When when um Toby comes over to their house, to, yeah, to, to go get Hop and go talk to like Toadstool, and he tries to be secretive about it, and Anne just calls him out. Like she says, and she says, like, come on, man, you only know like one person. Like that, that, that was just that was mean. Like that was just so mean. But like well deserved. That was well deserved. That was so mean. But it was just. Moments like that just that just made me really laugh. Made me just like laugh a lot in this episode. But like besides that, like I really did like I, I really did connect with like a lot of the emotional scenes in this episode, especially when like Pop Pop was just like you know his I guess his like it's just like principles were really tested here. Like will he like will he choose something that will help him and his family, or will he look towards other people? also need help like it was like it was an, it was an idea that like you know you couldn't really come to the decision with yourself like you just had to i don't know you just had to work for yourself but like i i really did feel feel from an end scene like i just i know i'm mentioning a lot here but i just couldn't help but notice but when like when ann told hop hop that like they would um back him with no matter what decision he made like i feel like you can hear hints of her theme being played during that scene like just 
not like the, you know, not like the whole thing, obviously, but like, I just feel like I could hear some notes that are just obviously from her theme being played there in that moment. Oh, I, I didn't. I, I'll probably like, like watch that that part of the episode just like try and hear something. But yeah, I really liked how that like scene was like how that scene played out, where like Hop of just like he's sitting at the fire and it's raining, and like it just show you it shows him like contemplating about what to do. Yeah, it, it kind of like it kind of reminded me of like after the rain, but for like even though there's like no connection, it's just like the rain and him Hoppa being like kind of like down. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like grasping at straws for that. But, well, yeah. I mean, it, it does show that Hop Pop uh, I mean, cares a great deal for his family and is willing to to do extreme things for them. Yeah, it's just I don't know how like I just they just did a really good job just selling like the emotional side of this episode. Like, sure, it's not the most emotional episode of um, of Amphibia ever, but I just like how like the first half of it. It's just it's just a bunch of funny gags. Like you're not exactly taking the situation that seriously because there's just so many jokes. But then like they just deliver this one scene that just like you know completely turns it around where you just feel for Hop Hop in the situation. You also feel thankful that like. And Sprig and Polly, you know, they're so supportive of them at the same time. Like, I just love the fact that Amphibia just smoothly slid into that. Yeah, no, it, 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 it's like, this is a very good episode. The emotions carried extremely well. Especially, no, especially in the, in the last fight. Like, I really love that. Like, it's just, so, it's just such a good line. Like, you know, because... I don't know. It's just, yeah, this is, I, I, I just really do feel confident just saying that this is definitely one of season one's best episodes. Like, season one's best episodes. Because even, yeah, it would definitely be in my top five, I think. For season one? Yeah, season one. Oh. I mean, I, that. I, haven't, I haven't really thought too hard about that, but yeah, that'd be probably difficult for me. But, uh, I liked how, like, the, the beginning half when Hop Hop's, like, talking about, like, the improvements that need to be made, like, it kind of reminds us that, like, Warwood is not, Warwood's no Newtopia, <laughs> by yeah. any means. Was it like, and it's like, yeah. oh, was like, yeah, like, it's like, backwater town. Yeah, like, no, was, was, didn't their school get destroyed and it was just being infested by this giant centipede yeah, or something? Yeah, it was. It's, yeah, it's that bad right now. Is that why Sprig's not at school <laughs> and just helping hop up on the so. farm? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Plus, plus, like they probably came to afford putting him into into school. Like that's probably it too. Oh man, and like, and even for those challenges, like I like it. It was just interesting to see, like, Hop Hop, like from what we've seen, like Hop Hop is Hop Hop's always the underdog. But, like, in this scenario, even though he's the underdog, he just pretty much, like, breezes through all these challenges, like, no problem. Well, like, I, mean, I, think, I think the important the importance of that is that Pop Pop is a naturally good leader, and Toadstool isn't. Yeah, I guess, really, yeah, yeah, we do we do get a little bit of, like, the leadership in, like, the beginning. But, like, just in terms of, like, I like how the show doesn't, like, the show constantly points out how old Hop Hop is, but like, 
when like when it's time to throw down, like Hop Hop immediately just like springs in act springs in action. Like Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the hop 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 is is excessive is very good at what he does. And I mean, I I just said it, but yeah, hop hop is kind of a natural leader. Yeah, I, I wish I wish we were able to like. I'm probably getting ahead of myself, but it'd be, I wish we got to see more of Hop Up embracing his role as like. As the revolutionary, because he's we've seen how capable he is. Like he has, he has like the skills. He has like, like physicality and the, uh, and like the people skills. I guess. Yeah, plus I me, mean, he can definitely bring a group together. Like, I mean, you just made me think of like that one moment in True Colors where, like, you know, Anne loses hope for a second, but then Hop Hop tells her to focus on you know getting back the music box. Like, I feel like. Maybe, maybe if, if he's not like the leader, but like if he's not like a leader, he, he does focus on, you know, what needs to get done at least. He does always have like his priorities set in mind. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Hop Pop is very good at, I mean, he sometimes gets caught up in his own stuff, but when the chips are down, he's very good at cutting through the unimportant stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we also got that uh, the that that beetle Jeremy from Sprig vs. Hop Hop makes an appearance again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got a Jeremy cameo. Oh man, I miss Jeremy. I do too. I haven't seen him since Children of the Spore. Uh, okay. I, uh, I cannot. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely insane if they bring him back. Yeah, please. I, I just it'd be uh, yeah, it would be cool if like season three actually. No, took care of that. They had Sauce and Grime do it. I, I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of want, I kind of want Apothecary Gary to come back. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, uh, so it's like, so Hop Up, not Hop Up, Grime and Sasha like destroy Apothecary again, and then like Hop Up comes back and sees like Jeremy's like corpse as a trophy. <laughs> He's like, "What did oh. you do? What did you do to Jeremy?" <laughs> 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 oh god he'd be destroyed he'd be devastated oh. it's just, I don't even know I just love the fact they just kept on having Jeremy pop up again I don't, I don't, even, I don't even know like the fact does that he, he show up that, again I, I, he, he does show up in Children of Spore but I think that's his last appearance since then he just hasn't had his chance to rear his head again yeah I don't know this, I mean, this is funny though yeah, for some reason, like I feel like Jeremy has like been like always appearing on the show, but like he's only had like two appearances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh man, and like, oh, Hop Hop's reading like a book, like public speaking. He does pretty well, though. Yeah. See. <sighs> Uh, no, I, I love the. I was about to say something about like bow to hop hop, but like I won't do that. But like, um, yeah, he's just yeah. This is definitely you know one of those episodes that just show you hop hop at his best, like what what he really is deep down inside. Like I I really do feel like this episode just tells you that yeah, he is a hero, he is a leader, and he will do and he will do the right thing in the end, like no matter what it costs him. Yeah, it's like. 
Hop, Hop, what I like about Hop is that he's probably he's probably one of the more like relatable characters of the show because like it feels like him out of the whole cast feels like he's probably the most suspect. It's like he's the most tempted. Like it, it's there's always this like all these episodes focus on temptation for like whatever it might be. Like I feel like you could like pinpoint. Throughout the show, like, you could, like, have an episode which points out, like, the seven sins of man and, like, associate a hop-up episode with each of them. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wait. Oh. That actually does... Wow. Okay, that actually does sound like it could fit. Holy crap. Okay, we, we, got, we got to go over that later. We got to go over that later. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I just, I love how, like, hop-up is pretty much, like... They like they test like the show like is always like testing him. <laughs> yeah, it's always yeah, yeah, yeah. On his like belief, on his morals, and his like moral yeah, compass, I guess. So true, actually. Yeah, it's always yeah because it's always yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, yeah, the most popular stretch. Like uh, for 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 gluttony, I don't know. Would you would you associate a uh, uh, what's that? What was that? The episode with the sauce. <laughs> oh, Sal. Oh, yeah, that could work. That could, he murdered a man for that sauce. Okay, that's <laughs> he murdered a man for that sauce. Like, that was. I'm pretty sure that was like um. Oh, little frog town. Little frog town. Little frog town. Yeah, he, he murdered a man over sauce. That's definitely gluttony. And then, and then greed. You have a uh, planner's last stand. Lust. You have a uh, hot pop and lock. Uh, no, 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 they're from pride. You could say like. I would try. Mm. It got to be a ballad of Hoppadia Planter or, or, or what was it? I forget these all these episode names. Like Caravan. Um, I could actually. They're they're both kind of prideful. Pride, yeah. Both. I think definitely. I think I think definitely. Uh, Caravan works a bit better though. Yeah. If, if, if we're doing the deadly sins thing. It's like what like, do we have left? Because we have like wrath and. <laughs> Wrath would be Spring versus Hop Hop. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. It would, 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 it could fit, it could fit. And then, like, I think we have Envy left. I actually left. think Wrath would probably be Stakeout. Okay, yeah, because he does get mad at Anil on that episode. That's also true. But I did not realize he had this many episodes. Like, just. Holy shit! I did not realize Hop Up had this many episodes of the show. It's going over all of them right now. So we have like okay, so then we just have like Sloth and Envy. Envy has he ever? There's an envious. I'm just trying out right now. But I think I mean we will have season three. But I just love the fact we can actually apply all these sins to Hop Up. That's actually kind of funny. Like, so why didn't you realize this? Like, when when did you come up with this? Like, I think a day or two ago. I just I just remembered it again now. <laughs> I just think season. Th I think season three is definitely going to give them episodes. I think. I think we'll definitely get a sloth episode in season three when he realizes he doesn't have the. You know, when he, when he realizes he doesn't have to work that hard now that he sees the bourgeois parents here to take care of Pauline Spirit. I think that'll happen. But for now, I think. I don't know. I, I think right now. I, I. I think we name like five out of the seven. Yeah, we apply five of that as seven. You know, we just have like sloth and envy right now. So I think we're definitely gonna get, I feel like we're definitely gonna get two we're definitely gonna get at least two episodes that fit those. 
Hmm. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a really nice, fun it, idea. It'd be like, nice I, to like compile all these moments. Yeah, <laughs> a really funny idea. I never, I never would have thought about this. Oh, that's genius. So, uh, oh, I, I really like that joke of, uh, <laughs> where Totsil just, like, throws the money at the birds, and then, like, when Hoppa feeds them, Sprig just casually, oh, that's how he oh, feds us! Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's, like, gross, but also endearing in a way, like... You say it's gross. It is gross. <laughs> and, uh... I think we covered we covered a lot of this episode already. I think yeah, we did. Yeah, I'm, trying, I'm, I'm like going over my notes. I, I, remember I took a bunch of notes here. Yeah, shoot. The fight. The fight was nice with Hop. Like yeah. with the the mushroom. The mushroom boxing gloves. That yeah, was that nice. was, yeah, that was pretty cool. And like the ending line where he says, "Because this is about more than just me." Like that was pretty cool. Seeing him just get a, a win like that. That, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, it's like his heart and his biceps grew like tenfold. Yeah. <laughs> and we got like that little that neat effect. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. The knockout. Yeah. Like, oh, and then we get that the sweet moment where like the townsfolk they wrote like planner and then they wrote and grandson, daughter, and human. Yeah, that was cute. <laughs> It was a really awesome. I mean, yeah, it was like I just loved because you just think like this is the ending to the whole arc started with Planters Last Stand, but then like and I, I mean we already went over it, but like I just love the fact that, you, that we just think it's just resolved in this one episode, but it actually has like future consequences down the line. But yeah, that was that was just like a really nice wholesome scene, honestly. Like I love the fact it wasn't ruined by a joke or anything, but no, it was just Pop Pop just being so generally happy that this town did this for him. But he deserved it. That- he had that little joke at the end where it's like he doesn't like the lay. <laughs> yeah, he, he can just change it up. He just, he just it up. I, I can relate to that. <laughs> it's like you don't want to be you want to be polite. Yeah, like, but... but you'll you'll change it up later. <laughs> and I wanted to bring up. Uh... Oh, I I thought I was thinking about something with the townsfolk. Um... Oh, so like, how does the tax thing work for the stand? Because like, so apparently the townsfolk like chipped in to like make this new stand for Hop Up. But does like does Hop Up still have to pay taxes for this, or was this just after the events of like Toad Tax when they found out like everyone where everyone found out that like Toad was just robbing them? I mean. Do you want to like try to dissect how provincial taxes work in this cartoon show on Disney Channel? No. Who knows? <laughs> right, I'm, I'm just gonna assume maybe something happened off screen. Toadstool was like, I, I would I'll say just Hitler. don't think about it. Yeah, just don't think about it. Or we could just do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the best, the safest option. Oh, we also got like Hop Up in his like his one piece. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah that, like, the the button, man. 
No, that meme ruined it. That ring was sort of ruined the scene because I'm just like, wait, is this where the meme comes from? Because it's like, it's supposed to be them checking it up on the hot pop to see what he's doing. And I'm just here thinking, oh, wait, I'm about to see hot pop's ass. <laughs> <laughs> that, loves just like to emphasize his butt. Like I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like when you think about it, of everyone in the main cast, like that's probably like the safest option <laughs> for the censors. Like, oh god. <laughs> I mean, that implies that they need to have a. Are you some? Are you implying that they needed to have a butt? <laughs> And so they chose Hot Pop as the safest option. I, I wouldn't put it past Disney. I, I wouldn't put it past Disney just to like have like butt humor. The and then like, the Amphibia was like, okay, well look, we got Bill Farmer and we have like <laughs> so, so, Disney, so, so so Disney has mandated butt jokes. Is that what you're saying though? I believe that is implying. Yeah, that's what I'm implying. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, is that really like so far fetched for Disney? <laughs> I don't know. I honestly, I, I, I wouldn't put it past. I would not put it past. I wouldn't be surprised if we ever found out that. <laughs> but it's just... like even Nick, even didn't we talk about this in like I think um in Hop Luck where like oh, Anne's like like they're yeah. inside like the tomato monster and Anne's like giving this like she's like realizing the air of her ways. And like she's having this like epiphany, and this is all happening while her like while Hop Hop's butt is against her face. Yeah, no, it's just it like it just sort of takes you out of the scene. Like it's still a good scene, but it's like his ass is literally in her face. It's just like they could have put they could have ha- put him in any other like shape, but no, they had a. I don't even know. I don't even know. Whatever you guys say, I'll take your word for it. Know. Yeah, and it was just—it was so disgusting with like Toadstool doing like the the belly, like I don't know what to call it, like the belly flop against Java. <laughs> I felt that. Oh, was that during the the, the boxing fight? Yeah, yeah, during the during the boxing fight. Oh, okay, okay. I, I was trying to remember. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did. He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Toadstool. I mean, wait. Do you think? Did you? I feel like in this episode, Toadstool also might have like gained some respect for her pop in some way. Just actually having, yeah, actually having someone stand up to him and actually give him a run for his money. But I feel like in some way he might have just gained respect for Toad. Yeah, for Hop Pop. Yeah. Like, yeah, he kind of like just acknowledged like Hop Pop was able to like get this far, and then like when he like found like. I'm trying to look for the the transcript at the end. What does he tell Hop Hop? Like he actually felt. I think he said he he actually felt sorry for him because he was so close to. He basically won. He basically won, right? But then he, but then, uh, but believe, he wasn't aware of like you know, the politics. I the episode in a very long time, but I believe that the uh, believe that what uh, what he what uh, he said. Oh, I got it. Is, uh, it's a uh, um, just be just be like proud the, the whole town. Oh, yeah, okay. Be proud that the whole town loved you. I'm surprised the rest of the valley didn't. Yep, that's the quote. And then Hobbs was like, "How do I? How would I know? I'm a theater major." <laughs> mm-hmm. Poor guy. 
<laughs> he really, he really, wow, he actually could have, I mean, he actually could have won there. Oh. Like, now that just makes me think, like, would the events of reunion happen, like, a lot sooner? Because, like, if, I feel like if, if Hop Hop actually won, because, yeah, I mean, yeah, this still sets up the whole, like, you know, rebellion in the valley, but I feel like if Hop Hop won, like, a lot, like, you know, he basically won at this point, like, about a month and a half before reunion, I feel like that would have pushed, like, season, the season one finale's events even faster. It's just mean, the idea, like, yeah, it's theoretically. Scary. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember Totax and uh, in Prison Break, I think, happened not too, like, far apart from each other. Like, Totax happened a month, like, was a month into the series. And then Bog, I think, prison at the end of Prison Break, uh, yeah. yeah. Bog and the other Toads like are returning from Mortwood, and I'm I'm guessing it's not too far. It was like maybe like half a day's drive. Yeah. With the way like in Reunion they were able to like travel to Toad Tower and back the next day, so I guess like yeah, like if if Hop Hop won the election like right there and then, it probably like like Sasha and Grime would probably be like, all right, it's go time, <laughs> like. Definitely, they're they, definitely storming. Yeah, because it would have like emboldened a lot of like a lot of the other frog val- frog towns, I guess. Yeah, I, it's just this is super. Not, I don't know. It's just season one just feels so tightly written when you just think of it in this way. Like you just you really get to see how everything just comes together by the end of the season. And like I know, I know uh, we've. The the show has indicated this before, but like, Wartwood has at least like eighty eight, uh, I guess eligible voters, but then like the rest of the Frog Valley is like is twenty two thousand people or frogs. I don't know. That was just like interesting note. Just like how small. Yeah, like, like Wartwood like, is very twenty two hundred and twenty two thousand are very different numbers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, twenty two thousand. Yeah, like it's a big, like you realize like how small, like in scope and you and scale, like that that Wartwood is compared to like the rest of Amphibia. We're just talking about the valley, right? Like not that nine, jeez. Yeah, yeah, not even Amphibia. Like, which I guess makes it makes sense. I guess like even. I mean, maybe I'm probably just overthinking it. Just, like, thinking about, like, my own town, it's, like, nearly a million people, and it's, like, the scale. But, of course, like, yeah, just just the scope. Like, Warwood is just, uh, is just, like, a, bl- like a blimp. Like, it's just, like, a pin on this, like, huge map. Yeah. Yeah, really just, yeah. It, it, it does just give you the idea that there's like this this wider, larger world out there. Mm-hmm. So I think we've covered most of like I think we covered everything in this episode. I guess PC. Any any final thoughts on the segment? No, I think we've pretty much milked this segment for everything it's worth. How about you, Nick? Any anything else you want to add? Mm, yeah, no, I, I guess not. I mean, 
Just say it again. I think one of season one's best. And yeah, I'm just really happy. Oh, yeah. I'm just really happy I took the chance to rewatch this and just think about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's absolutely one of the best episodes of season one. A lot of funny jokes, some real nice thematic time. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I, it's not really a major point, but uh, Albus Duckweed comes back and he's like, he, he's like officiating the, uh, the mayoral race. And it's just like, it's just interesting. Like, yeah, we have like this one newt who does like all of the, uh, I guess not event organ. I, I guess you could say like the emceeing or not emceeing the host of all of this electoral race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had to have Newt take care of the politics here, right? Like he was the one who was actually, yeah, yeah, he was the one actually managing the whole thing. Man, that's not for. So that's a, it's a nice observation, Jonathan. Oh, and I know. So I think Matt mentioned in a tweet. For like the chibi shorts that like photography photography like doesn't exist in amphibia but then we had like hop hop looking at like that photo of himself uh with the stand and it's not like a drawing it looks like an actual like photo so i guess like <laughs> that's probably just a continuity error yeah it's just better not to question it it's better not- <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just not gonna question it yeah like I didn't think about it until yeah, now. It's like think about it too hard. Yeah. I think yeah, we've covered. Yeah, I think we've covered everything. I could probably like eventually like point something out, but I think we've we've covered like the main the big picture and a little bit of the details. So I guess I guess we can we can end it off here today. So next week we we have what's next? Broken punishment and trip to the archives. That's a that's an interesting pair. Like I lean more towards the second segment than the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't blame yeah. you. Uh, trip to the archives is a fun. Fun little thing. Uh, I mean, neither of those episodes are uh, super plot heavy, obviously, but uh, Trip to the Archives definitely does a good job of showing off the um, and fully integrated into the player dyna- into the uh, character dynamics. Yeah, but I guess I'm just looking at. So, I'm just looking at the calendar, and it's like we we will cover maybe that three more three more episodes of season one, and then we'll probably have a trailer for season three by then. It's just yeah, coming really, down the weeks. Yeah, we're really close. Yeah. Just a little bit over a month. I mean, we're we're in the week. I mean, I feel like we can just practice say August is over here. Like we're in a weekend. It's gonna go by fast. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna count August over. We just we basically just have like a month left, and we're just oof, we're right in it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by next week we get like like the uh, what's it called like the network start like rolling out some like synopsis or episode titles. I I don't know. 
Yeah, it's gonna be something else. Like, I feel, yeah, we are so close to news right now. It's insane. Like, I, I just can't believe we're we're getting a follow up to such a huge cliffhanger in season two. Like, it's this close. I I still can't believe it. I this is just a five month hiatus. Just a five month hiatus. Crazy story. Yeah, and I just yeah, the, love the fact. Yeah, yeah, the season one hiatus really like I think. Trained us. Yeah, pretty much. Still can't believe it. It was like about almost a year, right? I think it was like one week shy of it being a year or something. Yep, it was nearly a year. Yeah, that was uh, that was something else. Like I, I never want to go through that again. I never want to go through that again, honestly. So I guess that concludes this week's recording. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks guys for coming on. And uh, say goodbye, everyone. See you guys. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. See ya.